Hey, I'm Andrew Reich, and welcome to the 10th episode of Dead Pilot Society. If we were a show and not a podcast, we'd be right around our Christmas episode by now. But none of these dead pilots ever got a chance to have a Christmas episode, so they never had the chance to teach you the real meaning of the holiday. Hint, it's not the presents. Our next live show will be at Largo on June 23rd, and it is a night of musical pilots featuring one by Emily Kapnick, whose new show, Splitting Up Together, just got picked up by ABC, and one by Harry Elfont and Deb Kaplan, writers of Can't Hardly Wait, among other things. Tickets are on sale now at Largo-LA.com, and they'll go fast, so don't wait. Our pilot this time is Bachelor Party, written by J.J. Philbin and Josh Malmuth, who work together on The New Girl. Josh now writes on Superstore, and JJ's other credits include SNL, The OC, and Heroes. Uh, we read this pilot on a Tom Hanks movie adaptation theme night, at which we also did Big by Mike Royce and Kevin Beagle, which was is up as episode 7, and The Money Pit by Justin Spitzer, which we'll post on an upcoming episode. It was interesting talking to Josh and JJ about writing this because they really started with just a title, which is something that's become more common in TV development. Uh, I remember years back when I was in a deal at Warner Brothers and the development exec said, hey, we have a title for you. It's Suburgatory. What do you think? And my old partner and I were like, we don't know. It's just a made-up word. What are we supposed to do with that? But Emily Kapnick sparked to it, and that show ran for three seasons. So what do I know? I think there's really no bad starting point for a show. Uh, I had a really good time talking to Josh and JJ. I feel like writers are just so relieved to talk about their quote-unquote failures with other writers and, and realize it's just a part of what we do and everyone has them. Uh, the, the read of the pilot features Matt Lauria from Friday Night Lights and Kingdom and Frankie Shaw, who has a great new show that she wrote, directed, and stars in called Smilf that's coming soon to Showtime. Tons of other great actors I mentioned in the interview uh, and a cast put together by my co-host, Ben Blacker. So here's my interview uh, with JJ and Josh, followed by Bachelor Party. Enjoy. Are you sad and confused about world politics? Worried about the upcoming inevitable nuclear war? Or maybe a rat is living in your house? There's a rat living in my house. How do you get rid of a rat from a house? Why not immerse yourself in a completely fictional, imagined podcast for the beef and dairy industries? It works for me. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. Don't worry, it's funnier than it sounds. Find us at beefanddairynetwork.com or maximumfun.org, or wherever you get your podcast from. Oh god, there's the rat! Oh god! I'm here with JJ Philbin and Josh Malmuth, uh, writers of Bachelor Party. Hi guys! Hi! Hi! So, uh, I know we did this reading a while back, um, but uh, hopefully you remember. But let's let's start off by talking about um, who'd you write this for? We wrote this um, for 20th and uh-huh. for ABC. But really, first and foremost, for ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> of course. We wrote it for the joy. <laughs> and how does one... So, how does this come about? I mean, this is obviously a movie from the 80s in the title and... and right. How did, it's not like you guys just probably thought, oh, let's do Bachelor Party, the TV show. Not our idea. No, it was, I think Jason Weiner um, acquired the rights to the movie. And 
partnered up with Jake Johnson, who we were both writing for New Girl at the time, who uh, is, you know, plays Nick on New Girl, who had a company with uh, Max Winkler. Mm -hmm. And they met with us. And um, well, I think they actually, before they even met with us, they sat down and they just went through 20th Century Fox's, you know, catalog of movies and they... I mean, I, I think that was the idea, right. was that they were just going to pick something that seemed interesting to them that they could then adapt into a, a TV show. Yes. And they had, they came... It came about us. really organic. <laughs> <laughs> this is a passion project yeah. from, the, from the get-go. Um, I think that they, they had a vision of this as an event series. And even though this was only like two years ago, um, back that felt like a, just a big idea. Right. <laughs> Almost blew the roof off the place. Yeah. Um, the idea of like a fun summer series about a bachelor party. Um, and they, you know, came out right out of the gate saying like we would completely redesign. Like we're not beholden to the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so really the, it was the title. They the they title. like the title, which is a fun. I mean, that is like if if you if you don't like think about it too hard, it's yeah. like let's do a a, a short series yeah. about yeah. a bachelor party. Um, then you think about it, <laughs> 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 and you immediately realize yeah. that oh, there's like a work. million problems with it. Yeah. Which is how do you make like ten episodes out of a party? Right. Um, right. And then did you so did you watch the movie? Before setting out to figure out how to write this, I did. I don't know if you did. You'd probably I, already, I had seen, already it. seen it, and and I. But you saw it when? I don't know. I must have been in college. I guess mm-hmm. when we watched it. I think we were. Yeah. On some kick watching. The movie was deeply offensive. There's I mean, a donkey show. I mean, there's a there's a plot point that yeah, we around a yeah. donkey show. Yeah, I was, and I tried to get that into our plan. <laughs> <laughs> kept pitching it. Oh, <laughs> weirdly, ABC didn't want, no, to, didn't want to do no. that. Um, but yeah. you kind of didn't. Say, that wasn't really a, a, the movie. Wasn't really a launch point for you guys thinking about what you were going to do. No, well, right, there were certain elements, right? Like the relationship with the brides. Family. The grooms, yeah, the relationship with the bride's father was like a component of it. But right, because yeah, there is the, there's the ex-boyfriend. Right, who, and then the ex-boyfriend showing, right. yes, right. Play, right. The, well, the ex-boyfriend in the movie, right, the, the dad prefers. This, prefers, right. And he's dad. played by that guy who also plays the same part in Real Genius and is amazing. He plays Kent in Real Genius and he plays like Cole <laughs> in the movie. And he was like the blonde, right. preppy yeah. asshole he was such in an every movie. Yeah. Asshole. Yeah. Like, he was like a Nazi Stand yeah. Up. Yes. It's like the Karate Kid, like Johnny prototype, mm-hmm. right? right? Which who you then sort of turned into the cool African American yes. ex boyfriend. Yes. yes. So who, that element was from the was that, from that, the, that element. That element was from the film, but otherwise, I mean, we had to turn this into multiple episodes, and um, and also I think that when when they first spoke to us about this concept, they really had it in their heads that it would be. A family show, remember? Which was like we were. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. <laughs> it was like, um, I mean, I I got like we understood that it was sort of like this is a way to open it up so it doesn't feel just like a frat right. party. Right. Um, but it was also like the amount of conversations that Josh and I had about trying to explain to ourselves 
Well, why? Well, if, <laughs> your family would well, be well, with and, you. And if it came to that, it was okay. Well, so it won't just be it won't just be a bachelor party. It'll also be a bachelorette mm-hmm, party mm-hmm. that maybe they're all at the same place, <laughs> and then also the family is there, and then and then kind of then you're like, why is question. it not a wedding? Well, that's just a wedding. So <laughs> right. we, don't, we don't know. Like we're slicing it so thin <laughs> at a certain point. You know, it's trying to differentiate between a. No, no, no. It's all the people that will be at the <laughs> wedding. It's exactly. a, almost, but it's right. not the wedding. It's a, we're at a, a resort where weddings no, certainly Right. Occur. You said it, I will say, at the Parker Palm <laughs> sure. Springs, yeah. where I got married. Yeah, of course. Where so many it, people yeah. get married. But it was, it was, it was not <laughs> a wedding. It was it's a combination a bachelor, bachelorette party at a destination. <laughs> but it was... With the family. It had to be, like, I think, you know, by the time you get to page five or something of the script like there's like a monologue that takes a page and a half trying to explain this logic of like why why well because the title bachelor is better than bedding okay that's why and so the idea though was was still was the limited series idea still or had the deco it was always Always it was always going to be about 10 episodes is that what you were thinking? Um, yeah, I think I think that's what. But you were thinking the series took place over kind of a weekend. Yes, I think a long I weekend. Think so. I mean, the how much um, had you plotted out beyond the pilot? Well, I think we thought of it as like a five day long thing, right? Which was <laughs> longest special party in history, <laughs> longer than most people's weddings. But um, yeah, I mean, we definitely and we we I think we had talked about it that like as the episodes kind of. Uh, occurred that more people would show up to this thing but the pilot was night one of right. of this bachelor party um yeah i don't remember like because i think you know we the the, the pilot I, I remember a board that said like <laughs> night like episode one like everybody meets each other and then there was nothing and, like, <laughs> and then it was like episode three just one we're just golf <laughs> But like episode seven, it just got more vague. As so that's the Bible. So you had a Bible for the show. It's mostly right. blank pages, but you had a Bible. There was something about but a gun range. Golf. But wait, episode seven, eight, nine, and ten was like gun gun range. Gun range. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Maybe that even like moved up into the pilot. But you but, just you set up a lot of character mm, dynamics yes. and great characters in the pilot. Mm-hmm. So I can see that you kind of mm-hmm. did. You think like, oh well, we'll just we'll have these characters and then yeah. they'll just make story because you'll have these right. dynamics i think we it, thought the key to the whole thing was just populating the world which we did there were so many people in right. it, as we you know learned at the reading and we we're like good god, god. <laughs> so many, everybody's got every, parents and grandparents and, and sisters yeah. and friends <laughs> i mean you know we wanted it to be kind of a his and her because we didn't want to just tell the story of uh, one dude's bachelor party mm-hmm. so there was just there was a lot, we were trying to sort of do two A stories, his story and her story, and then they all came with their own people. Right. And um, so, so yeah, I just remember feeling, <laughs> I mean, we obviously had spent so much time with it, it didn't seem overwhelming right. to us, but I'm sure if you got that script cold, you'd be like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the, that was definitely one of the big challenges, was, yeah. was thinking, well, gosh, I mean, each person is probably going to have six or seven people right. that's a lot you know that's a lot of characters you had to create yeah. a lot of of characters yeah and that's tough in a pilot but right. what, so what were you drawing on 
your your own families were you I mean how when you were coming to have to create all of those characters because it was even when I think when I read it it was that was the great thing about the read as people will, will hopefully hear is when you hear it it starts to all it's, it's easy to kind yeah. of figure it all out um right because the characters are really clear and yeah. but in reading it it was tricky and I know like when you're creating a it's hard to just create your three, four main characters in a pilot. Right. But, you know. A lot of them, and they all had to pop. And I think the other issue that we had was talking about, like, what are the palatable problems that these characters can have? Because this is a network show, and we need to root for this relationship. Right. So, you know, I think we, I remember talking about the, that a lot, was like, what what can seem like a high-stakes problem that isn't going to you know, make us like that doesn't take one of these characters down morally or ethically. That right. We still trust their relationship and we want them to get married, but we feel genuine jeopardy for them. Right. So I think that was something that we struggled with. And you, that keeps the fun. I'm sure you, you had to keep reminding yourself. It's called Bachelor Party. Right. right? Like, really and that's fun. the, that's the oh, franchise. That's I, the I, I can't even tell you how many times <laughs> you're on a notes call and I mean, but that's the way it always is, right? They're always saying, like, we just want this to be fun. You know, like, that's always... <laughs> Let's the remember thing. the fun. <laughs> Let's remember <laughs> the fun. Let's not forget the fun. I think that was something that, yeah, I mean, you know, we were... That was something we were really trying to do in the, you know, throughout the whole thing was, like, how can we, like, keep this fun and not get bogged down in the 15 characters and all the different relationships between the characters. Right. You know? yeah. And had you guys... So you had written a new girl together, but had you ever written together... No. Before no. this? I mean, I think we we spent so much time together in rooms that it right. felt complete. Like I, you know, we'd broken countless stories together. Mm-hmm. Did we ever collect, write, like, split a script no. in our lives? No. Interesting. So this was um, the first time you were, like, really collaborating on yeah. writing a script. But it made so much sense, you know, just to uh, get, like... Male, female. Male, male, female perspective. You know, Josh was... Single. I had been to a bachelor party. You had been to a bachelor party. party. (laughs) It had been many years since my bachelorette party. Josh was like single and ripping up the town, you know, at the time. And so had, you know, incredible perspective on how these things went. And just, I I knew that like, you know, we, uh, he he would bring something so invaluable to this. And and it was so much more fun doing this together too. I mean, in fact, I'd never written anything with somebody before. I mean, I had done New Girl scripts, but I'd never done an original. Had you written a pilot before? Um, no, it was, this was my first development experience, actually. Yeah, and it was a, it was a crazy, I mean, it was a roller coaster ride of, of an experience, too, I think, because there were so many. I mean, and I feel like people probably all say this, but, like, there were so many cooks in the kitchen. But, like, on this one, there really what there was, you know, we had two sets of producers, and then, you know... Yeah, two pods. Two pods. And so there was a lot of people on every call. And, and like, it weirdly... It was... I mean, <clears throat> subsequently having done development that was much lower profile, people were very invested in yeah. this project. You know, maybe just because it had a, a name that people recognized. But it felt like there were a lot of people who were constantly sort of checking in and wanting to be really kind of up on the, you know, yeah. what was going on. And because it was this... Uh, envisioned as a summer series there was this clock too right. where right. 
you know, we were on the normal development cycle where we were writing this in the fall and, you know, either going to get picked up or not by January. But the idea was to air it (laughs) (laughs) three months later. And it was like, I mean, you don't want to get like ahead of yourselves. We were like, how in the world is this thing going to come together? And, um, and, you know, we never got that. We never had that problem to deal with. But (laughs) (laughs) I think we were just kind of, we might have, uh, overthought the or we might have just kind of I think we overpopulated the um pilot and sort of and the story might not have been as like streamlined as it needed to be I don't know I mean I think that it was hard to have two like parallel stories with two totally different problems and, and, and then it weirdly had to intersect in yeah. some way. Yeah, it was a, it was like a, it was a math problem was, that we couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and but did I, that like reveal itself after the pitch, like, or I mean, how much of this story that's in the pilot was in the pitch? I think that I, I, I don't think very much no, of very it. Very little. Of very it, little yeah. of it. I mean, we knew that what they what what we had sort of promised just you know, by, with the title, it's just like this, like, rollicking good time. Um. <laughs> which, which I, which, there's nothing more difficult, right? Right. It sounds right. so easy. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, right. Just, it, it just, people are just be having fun the whole time. Yeah. You know? Right. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, you know, 30 years ago, it's just like, mur, mur, like, right. guys are just chasing yeah, strippers around. JJ and it's like, just well. uh, mime <laughs> honking breasts for our podcast audience. <laughs> that was, like, yeah. what is the evolved version of yeah. that? What is the relatable likable version of that and yeah because it, it, it really is in the movie it's just like is he going to have sex with a hooker right. or not like right. that's the big moral dilemma and yeah. it just seems like totally like right. it seems completely possible he will have a sex right. with a hooker, yeah. a hooker. all the friends are him if he did he's tom hanks right. it's fine <laughs> I pitched for the show <laughs> just over and over again people were like no nobody wants to see that it's 2016 or whatever yeah we were just you know it, it it I think that the title was so like um, it was de- deceptively tricky to right. come up to come up with the innards right. of like yeah I mean what do you think of that in general the idea of as that as a starting place for writing a a title like a property where you're really just using mm-hmm. the title I mean I know it's hard to generalize from that but it's something I you know I know I've done a lot of things I've adapted a British show and mm-hmm. I've done it but I've never just like hey here's a t- like here's an yeah. old movie that everyone loved just start from there I mean I think anytime an idea is anything other than an idea that you have about a character getting from one place to another, you're a little bit working from the outside in. I, I think, right. you know, uh, I mean, it's, it, I mean, I've done pilots that are adapted from books and, and, um, you know, you, there's a million ways to come up with a pilot and there's no perfect solution but i do think that sometimes if you're just like taking a title and then trying to go backwards and yeah. come up with the journey it's I mean, just I think it depends on the title is, right i mean yeah. like you know in the case of, of of this of this pilot i think i mean in the, the pilots i've written you know the, the specs i did before and the development i've done subsequently i think you know you just want the story i mean at least in my opinion to be as simple as you know as simple as possible and i think that because of the the promise of, I think what everyone wanted from this was it to be um, 
it have a lot of turns and there was going to be a lot of like crazy things that happened and like the way the movie kind of right. jumps or, around a lot or like the hangover or something it seems mm-hmm. like right exactly. like that kind exactly. of outrageous so, things are building right. and building exactly and i think that that is really hard to do in 20 minutes and introduce all these characters totally. so i think <clears throat> you kind of get into this into this corner where you're either short shifting the character stuff or the plot isn't as you know, escalating and right. as exciting as people wanted it to be. And so I think maybe we just kind of got yeah. caught in the middle a little bit. I think you're right. And we did so many drafts and I think, you know, some of them were like, oh, you know, like we, we were really invested in the couple, but, but we're, it, it's, you know, the story is moving too slowly. And then some of them were like a wild jerky, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> runaway train. And you're like, who are these people? And so I think it was a combination of like, we're trying to accomplish so much on in every single piece of dialogue of like, you know, getting to know the characters and like also, but don't worry, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> so it, I think it was, there was a frenetic quality to it that we probably, and I'm sure this happens, you know, to everyone is like, you're writing so many drafts in such a short amount of time that you have completely lost perspective by that final draft that is the draft. Um, yeah. you know, in that last week, you're so close to it. You don't know anymore. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely a theme that comes up as just like mm-hmm. keeping track in the pressure cooker of this. Like mm-hmm. it, it, people, I think, imagine you get really mm-hmm. stupid notes all the time. It's just like, no, you don't. But yeah. you, you just get a lot of notes that right. in and of themselves may be a fine note, but that mm-hmm. change yeah. things. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you can just be left with something. I mean, so by the end of it, did you feel like you had you had written something that you guys... Yeah, that's something I, I thought about towards the end was that, like, the, what we ended up turning into <clears> the network was that the best version that we ever had? I think it... I think we did, been, but, yeah. but we also might have been judging ourselves by that point about how well we had executed the notes that we got. Right. Because to me, it's like a it's like being in some kind of like weird, weird like game show, <laughs> like pressure where you're like, we have 12 hours uh-huh. to make his journey feel more unexpected or whatever it is. And then you pitch, pitch, pitch and come up with like, I know here's, here's the the solution. It's in in act three. And you're like, we did it. But like, does, is the script better? Like, I don't know. You you know, you address the notes, but but it's hard to step back and say, but is this actually, do I think this is is better now? Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, in this experience, we addressed all the notes and they passed ultimately on the, on the script. And then, the year afterwards, I got a bunch of notes and I was like, I'm not falling for this again. I'm going to write the script I want to write. And then they also passed on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's like there's no... I find that, you, yeah, you can't try and strategize your way through it. No. You, you'll just keep learning over different ways for it to go wrong. It's time <laughs> that won't, you know... Right. Okay. And how did it... So, at the end, I was like to ask this. So, so what was how, what was the end like? How... Uh, did you have a sense before the pickups? Like, were you feeling good? Were you thinking yeah. it was... I, I think we were. I mean, I think we... I remember turning it in and feeling like we got a really positive call from the mm-hmm. ABC exec. Mm-hmm. But it hadn't, you know, it hadn't gone to the, the big although, although I do remember you tell... You, before we got on that call, I was like... Because I never, you know, had that call before. And so I was like, so what, you know, what's the... <laughs> What's the kiss of death? Like, what do we not want to hear? And, you know, JJ thinks for a second, she's like, 
I don't think it's great when they say we love the writing. <laughs> and she's like, I just think that just kind of means that it's like a nice way of saying it. They didn't like it at all. And they get on the call and it is the first, the first words out of their mouth. And we love the we writing. We love the writing. We love the Which writing. is just a weird way. I, I like, I remember when I first started to get, we love the writing, like, you know, years ago. And I'd be like, I'm going to get my job. I, I'm the writer and I love the writing. And then I started to realize that what you want them to say is, we love the show. Yes. We love we love right. this. Yes. We love the writing is like a weird way of saying like, you know, you're you're great, but I don't want to date you, you uh, know? Right. And and so they said that. But then I think somehow I at least convinced myself that it was like a different kind of we like the writing. Right, right. And then I think we uh, we Paul Lee, who was running ABC at the time, like had had no you know, we had seen him at the pitch five months earlier and been on this crazy ride where it had changed 55,000 times. Well, I think we are also up against, you know, I think something that we thought was going to be an advantage when we were pitching it was, well, this is going to be different. This will be eight or ten episodes. It'll be during the summer. You know, it'll just be this kind of quick shot. And, you know, and we thought that would be appealing. And then because it got, it ended up getting sort of, you know, because of the way, you know, the timing, how it all worked out, it got put, you know, into the regular sort of development track. And then I think when they were looking at all their pilots, it didn't really make sense. I think it just doing an eight episode thing as opposed to a show that could go 10 seasons just didn't well, they, maybe make as much sense. Right. You know? I think the, the vision was that we would pitch it and it would be picked up straight to series in time for summer. Well, no one was going to pick up a straight to series you know, right. off a pitch, right. we didn't even have an actor. And so it, then it became, well, how about we just do a pilot? So then our our pilot was so odd. It was different than most pilots because it was like this very serialized, um, you know, closed-ended thing. And so we were kind of like, once we got put in that regular development. Yeah, thing, and I think whenever you're asking to do something out of the ordinary yeah. at the network, so you're facing a real oh, uphill yeah. battle. But the, those are the things that everyone gets so excited about. It's like, yeah. this is how we're different. And then you're like, I wish we were different. different right. <laughs> I wish we were just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wish we were a pilot, you know? Yeah. So, so I remember, like, you know, we started to feel... Uh, less optimistic as time went on um and, and you know that feeling of like oh abc you know just picked up two things okay well right. there's still four more slots you know uh-oh abc just math. picked up two more oh geez phone hasn't rang in a couple of days yeah. you know and then we got that call um from the studio from the studio mm -hmm. saying that uh you know they just Paul Lee just didn't respond to it. No, or, no, no, that's not the way they put it. <clears throat> oh, the way they put it was they didn't feel like you guys cracked it. <laughs> to me, is like, I, I mean, I don't know. I was just so condescending. It's, well, you know, it's just like okay. And, and also, okay. it's funny. You want to like, yeah. I mean, just to be told you couldn't crack bachelor party. <laughs> literally, I was like, what are we like? Where we, I, I, I feel like we're two relatively like intelligent people. Listen, we you, can't... you tried to crack that <laughs> and, and you just, didn't crack it. Listen, you, you couldn't do it. Yeah, it's not, it's not your fault. <laughs> Who could? You know, a party where people get drunk and hang out. <laughs> Who could crack that? I mean, yeah. We thought it was kind of a layup, but yeah. <laughs> you guys proved us wrong. So, so I mean, that was a low point. But um, 
But that was as much of an explanation as you got. You didn't quite crack it. Yeah. Didn't quite crack it. Didn't quite crack the concept. So, which, you know, in retrospect, I'm kind of like, I I get it. You know, I, I, I mean, we, there was moments where we decided like there was even a, a, a pitch floated at one point that the whole thing was like a diamond heist. Remember that? Oh yeah. And like yeah. it's like, do you go? Do you try to superimpose some other put thing, a thing on, on a because thing? Otherwise, yeah. it's just people like hanging yeah. out. Mm-hmm. It feels like kind of chaotic and nothing. But then we were like, no, this isn't a diamond <laughs> heist. This is a bachelor party. People are hanging out and having a good time, and that's yeah. what we're selling. That feels like the perfect example of a note that you could take in the thick of the mm-hmm. craziness and be like, wait, what did we just well, end totally up writing? Talking yeah. into that at yeah. the end, you yeah. know. Yeah. Totally. Um, they could have totally like broken into a casino at that point. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was. I think that like it was almost. It was a low concept thing that actually took a lot of explaining and like logistical work. And then it was like, wait, I thought we were just going to be like coasting along and maybe some boobies. (laughs) The feedback we got essentially was like, I was supposed to feel like vaguely pleasant while I was reading this and I didn't. (laughs) Well, I think that's not true. As people will hear, it's really fun. Um, we Matt Laria and Frankie Shaw. Do you guys even remember who read yes. this way back when? Yes, I remember. Yeah, Matt Laria, Frankie Shaw, job. Jason yes. Ritter, Felicia oh, yeah. Dake, Christina Pickles. Mm. Oh, so great. Janet Varney, Natalie Morales, mm-hmm. Mark McConville reading a lot of things. And Bruce McCullough from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, that's that's one right. of the was that's great. Right. Steve Agee, Carrie Payton. It's it's a great cast. It was I do want to really point out that the cast list is so long you had to turn a piece of paper. I know. It's <laughs> so many parts. But it, it was, was re- really it was so much fun. It was so fun to be able to hear it and you know, especially after a year had passed and have a little uh-huh. perspective on it and you know, really it was just night. it was really fun and it reminded me of how much fun we had working on it, even though, you know, there were some tears at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here uh, for. If we would have done the donkey show, <laughs> yeah. it would be on I the re- air right now. I think that was like the water cooler <laughs> moment you were, that was you the were water missing. Cooler moment. You didn't have that. Oh, oh man. That, oh, wow. the fun. Just one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Thank and you. I hope everyone enjoys hearing Bachelor Party. <laughs> I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host the weekly comedy podcast, One Bad Mother. We celebrate our moments of parenting genius. As well as our failures. Just like, we're yeah. going to have hot dogs. And I'm yeah. like, oh, no, we're having fun. Everybody loves hot dogs. Yeah. And he just like smashes that thing right on my chest. And then I'm just uh, crying in the middle of like kid space yeah. while people are like literally dancing with their children. Parenting can be sad and painfully funny at the same time. So join us each week as we admit that this is hard, but we're getting really good at it. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. This is Bachelor Party uh, Story. Uh, by Josh Malmuth and J.J. Philbin. Teleplay by J.J. Philbin. All right. Act one. We're at Interior, a Korean barbecue restaurant night. We're on a bottle of soju and two shot glasses as they travel across the room on a tray carried by a waiter. It lands at a table where Hank, 32, hasn't quite figured out his life, but has a heart of gold, sits with Holly, 32, parties as hard as she works. Soju, what's the occasion? Did you get promoted again? No, it's something else, something more important. Hank, when I think about the rest of my life, I think about you. Whoa, I already feel like doing karaoke. What's in this stuff? (laughs) Dude, focus up for a second. Hank, 
you're the best person I've ever met. And once I know I want something, I have to go for it. It's like I have to. It's like a compulsion. And I, I know it's not a traditional. It's not traditional for a girl to ask. Oh. Hank looks up to see that Holly is holding a ring box. Are you proposing? Is it weird? Yeah. I didn't think it'd be weird, but now that I'm in it, it's kind of weird. No, I'm, I'm fully on board. Go ahead. Okay, pause to say that my heart goes out to the guys who for the last trillion years have had to be the ones to do this. I mean, it's oddly scary. You want me to do it? I mean, I was I was going to do, I was going to do it anyway. Valentine's Day, I had this whole thing planned. Oh no, I stole your thunder. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Okay, here, go ahead. She slides the ring across the table. Holly, <laughs> <laughs> the first time I met you, I knew you were the one. Okay, no, it doesn't work. I already knew I was proposing, and I can't unknow it. It'll just be this thing forever. So like, I have to do it. Ask that. I will say yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, you know, um, my mouth is dry and I'm experiencing a visual aura. I mean, are these the symptoms of a stroke? How about this? You don't even have to ask. I do have to ask. I started this and I don't like to quit, so hey, will wait, you- Wait, 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 wait. I just realized I really want to ask now. No, 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 Yes! They smile and take each other's hand, reveal that the other diners are staring at them as is the waiter from earlier. That was just awful. <laughs> Quiet, waiter. This is our thing. We're interior Holly's office later that night. It's fancy with a sparkling view of downtown LA. Holly's clearly a big shot. She and Hank enter drunk and happy. I've never been drunk at work before. No. I like it. Hank spins in Holly's chair and is instantly nauseous. I do not recommend that. Holly taps a few keys on her computer. Okay, let's see when we can have this wedding. Uh, summer's bad. Fall's booked. Okay, according to my work schedule, we can get married late 2019. Here's a thought. We elope. Yes! I mean, our families have nothing in common. Why force them in the same room to make small talk? I mean, we're not monsters. In, in fact, here's the bold move. We skip all of it. The showers, the engagement parties. God, I get so excited when we talk about skipping stuff. <laughs> you know what else we're gonna skip? The bachelor and bachelorette parties. Oh, obviously, they're so lame. Do people even do those anymore? I know, right? What is this, the 80s? God. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is why we're getting married, because. You totally get that there's nothing cheesier than a bachelor party. Smash to main titles. Bachelor party. <laughs> we hear the ding-ding of silverware on champagne glasses. We're exterior at the Parker Palm Springs Hotel. Chiron, three months later. Hank and Holly's best friends and power couple, Jay, alpha male, and Anna, sweet, slightly southern, are giving a toast. Welcome to Hank and Holly's bachelor party. I'm Jay, I'm the best man. And I'm Anna, his wife and maid of honor. Is that cute or what? He's freaking cute. <laughs> now buckle up, because for the next five days, we are going to celebrate Hank and Holly till it physically hurts. Turn off your phone, put your valuables in a baggie. I did bring baggies for your valuables. <laughs> yeah, sweetheart, you're scared. They need to be emotionally prepared. <laughs> so, sorry. So enjoy yourselves, socialize, you have 20 minutes before men and women separate for their respective activities. <laughs> Jay blows an air horn. Anna looks at him, what the hell? Angle on, Hank and Holly a bit shell-shocked. Okay, this is the opposite of what we wanted. Remind me how this happened again? I think we agreed to a dinner. And that became a night, which became a weekend, and now we're gonna be here till we're old. Mm -hmm. Anna and Jay approach. You guys, thank you for letting us throw this. I know you didn't want to do any of the traditional wedding stuff, but I compulsively want people to celebrate life events. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a disease. <laughs> also, the hotel said we'd get a rate if we did five nights, so. 
Of course! <laughs> and we're so excited to be here. You guys are our marriage idols, and if you think we need to do this, then we're in. Love it. Now, FYI, tonight's the inner circle, but we got more and more people coming. Uncles, coworkers, childhood friends. This party's gonna expand like the damn universe. Now get out there, have fun! But first, give me your volume. We're exterior at the Parker Palm Springs at the patio bar. Moments later, Hank and Holly approach Margaret. 60s, a classy drunk. <laughs> Mom, good to see you. Where's Dad? Hey, I know your father. He's on the phone with a Cleveland office. It's always Cleveland calling. They're very needy in Ohio. Listen, I'm not complaining. Two hours in the car with him was plenty. Most time I've spent with him in 15 years. Oh, well. Till death do us part. <laughs> Stan and Tina, 60s earthy approach. Mom, uh, this is Stan and Tina, Hank's parents. Of course, you run a summer camp in Michigan, right? We don't just run it, we live it. Camp Cayuga, safety, spirit, fun. No, you have to come, we'll have a ball. We just added archery. I said a boom chicka boom. Boom chicka boom. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret stares at them at a loss for what to say as Vera, 20s dead-eyed truth teller, approaches and snaps a photo. You guys are so awkward. Can you believe you're going to be related? What a train wreck. <laughs> Vera crosses off. That's Vera, my oldest friend. She means well. Maybe. Oh, I see your father coming. Well, that's my cue to drink. Ooh! We'll come, too. We can uh, nail down dates for camp. Margaret, Tina, and Sam. <laughs> I know my dad freaks you out. Uh, you going to be okay? Totally. He's just such a man. You know, are you sure he's all human? He seems at least part bear. He's just a guy, Hank. Right. Maybe, maybe that's the point of this party. He can just, we can finally bro out. Get close. Jeff S approaches. Sir! How was your flight? They yelled at me on the airplane for chewing on a cigar. We were on the damn tarmac. I thought this was America. <laughs> Hank just stares at him, frozen smile on his face. Well, neither of you is a glass of scotch. I'm off to the bar. <laughs> he strides off. Hank looks at Holly helplessly. That has nothing to do with you, okay? My dad's just old school. He doesn't know how to hang out. He just wants to polish his vintage guns and watch Fox News. <laughs> Bellows of laughter from nearby. Hank looks up to see Jeff, giddy, laughing and hugging someone we can't make out. Who's he hugging? Oh, my God. That's my ex-boyfriend. What the hell is he doing here? Which ex? The, the short one? The math guy? The one who looks like an owl? Please don't tell me it's the super successful handsome one who's kind of also famous. Yep, that's the one. Hank looks to see Jeff hugging Brandon, 30s, super cool and handsome, think Damon Wayans Jr. He's looking at him like a long lost son. <laughs> We're exterior at the Parker. Holly walks back to Hank from Jeff and Brandon. Okay, so I guess my dad and Brandon ran into each other at a blackjack table at the Wynn and my dad spontaneously invited him to this. I'm so sorry. Don't be. Uh, your your ex-boyfriend is a super successful music manager and your dad wishes you were marrying him. It's just a fact I must live with. <laughs> Please, Brandon's not that cool. Dude, thank you so much for letting me be here. <laughs> I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> Brandon bro hugs Hank, then... Also, Coldplay owes me a favor. Say the word and they'll play the reception. Honestly, it's the least they can do. I'm not gonna get into it, but Chris Martin wouldn't be, would be in a Thai prison if it weren't for me. Cool. Jeff! I see a 60-year-old scotch with your name on it. He means that literally. 
He had the Johnny Walker release, a limited edition whiskey named after me. <laughs> Jeff walks off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With no conviction. What a zero. <laughs> We're exterior at the Parker. Hank and Holly walk towards their bungalow. No wonder your dad isn't into me. You and Brandon would have made the cutest biracial babies. Why do I have to be so white? Tank, do not, <laughs> do not go down the too white rabbit hole. Who even cares if my dad likes you? I sure don't. I don't either. Yes, you do. I know you. He starts in with his little slights, and you get that look, and you chew on your lip, and you try anything you can to think of, think of to, and you try anything you can to think of to impress him. Don't give in. This is our thing. You're right. Besides, I'm gonna be too busy with strippers and powder drugs to care. <laughs> Kidding, your two two thirds of this party is our dad's. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> what am I looking at? Ahead, they see Jay and Anna entering separate bungalows. Separate rooms? Oh, I know, you guys are doing a sex thing where you pretend you're strangers and it makes it hot, right? <laughs> it's a nail sure. on the head. <laughs> There's a beat, but no one's buying it. Then Anna. We're getting divorced. <laughs> End of Act 1. Act 2, we're interior at the Parker. Hank and Holly sit with Jay and Anna. We're in Jay's room. We didn't want to tell you when you were just about to get married, but... Yeah. Dunzo. A beat. a beat as this lands on Hank and Holly. After a second... Well, you still decided to throw us a joint bachelor and bachelorette party. Hank, forget about that. You guys can't separate. We had a plan. We were going to buy houses on the same street, get pregnant at the same time, get tasteful plastic surgery at the same clinic. Oh, Holly, I know, I know. And believe me, I've had some dark moments just... Baking, crafting, creating Pinterest page after Pinterest page. <laughs> but the truth is, we just lost the spark. Donskis. Bye-bye. <laughs> Lights out. Wow. I did not see this coming. What, yeah. what a blow for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> but... I was there the night you guys met, remember? 2005, Jay was in a trucker hat, handing out shots. We're exterior a houseboat in a flashback to 2005. A college-aged Jay in a Von Dutch trucker hat holds a bottle of Jägermeister while the Black Eyed Peas don't funk with my heart blasts. He berates the crowd of spring breakers. I did not come all the way to Lake Havasu to you do Jäger shots by myself. With, with that, Jay slips off the bar, landing with a thud. In the crowd, a younger Anna rushes to his side, cradles his head in her hands, while a younger Holly watches, noting the attraction. <clears throat> Back to present. I saw actual sparks, and then those sparks turned into something real, and it made me think that maybe I could settle down instead of just hooking up with tons of random guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hank. Still on board. <laughs> Sweetie, here's the good news. I have a perfect night at the spa plan. When you're done, you're gonna be smooth everywhere like a hot adult baby. <laughs> and uh, Hank, we're late for our dinner, so uh, let's, get, let's get moving and don't make me use the air horn. I only have three blasts left. <laughs> Jay and Anna exit. Holly turns to Hank, processing. I can't believe they're breaking up. Yeah! Damn it, Jay. Damn it. We're interior sushi restaurant night. All the guys are finishing up dinner. Stan sits with Jay. 
Hank says you and Anna have parted ways. Will it embarrass you if I cry? <laughs> Dude, we were awesome at being married, but we are killing it at separation. Our couple therapist said we're the best he's ever seen. I asked for a certificate, something I could hang on my wall, and he totally made me one. <laughs> we move down the table to where Jeff is talking to Brandon. Hank sits one seat away, trying not to let it get to him. So you said one drink. Four hours later, I'm on a boat 80 miles off Capri, swigging gin and pulling up 40-pound tuna after 40-pound tuna. It was just like the perfect storm. The fun part before everybody died. <laughs> it was exactly like that. Except, especially because George Clooney was also on the boat with us. <laughs> Sounds like an incredible night. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's your bachelor party and we're talking about old times. Tell us what's going on with you. Holly said you uh, left the design firm to start your own company? Yep, Holly's supporting Hank while he invents a dog helmet. Good thing she's the youngest VP in her company. Things have certainly changed since I came up in this world, and men had to earn money. <laughs> it's more than a dog helmet. It's a, it's a GoPro that fits to your dog's head. Like, imagine you're at work, and you're wondering, how is my dog doing? And then you just log in, and boom, there's the world through your dog's eyes. Hank likes to put in uh, sunglasses on his dog and post photos on the internet. Three weeks till he's family. <laughs> so, so, Brandon, what are we doing after this? Finally, you, you've got a party up your sleeve. Hopefully something that feels like an actual bachelor party. Well, I do know a little thing that is happening. Of course you do. You always know where the action is. <laughs> Hank stares. His eyes burn. He chews his lip, determined. I, I have a party. You do? Yep, it's, uh, yes, it's a super great party, and you're gonna love it. It's, uh, I just need to confirm the address for this really fun, non-gay, non-old people rager here in Palm Springs. <laughs> We're interior of the ladies' spa at the Whirlpool. Margaret's relaxing as Tina wades in, all pleasure moans. Oh, 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 that's it. Oh, oh, this reminds me of my days as a doula. <laughs> Did you birth Holly in a tub? No. In a bed, in a sterile hospital. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Did you go natural, I hope? Ever since I had Hank, I can dilate my cervix to eight centimeters through sheer will. <laughs> Tell you, that's the power of positive thinking. Ooh, sorry. Just had a phantom contraction. <laughs> Nearby, Vera talks with Holly, who is drinking wine. Wow. World's happiest couple, Jay and Anna, gets a divorce, just as you're about to jump off that cliff yourself. Stressful. <laughs> but on the bright side, relationships suck, so. How is that the bright side? All I'm saying is, you like to control everything, and you can't control this, so I'm here for the inevitable freakout. You know what? I'm not gonna freak out, because Jay and Anna aren't breaking up. Huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm gonna fix this. Anna's my best friend. I'm not buying her sweet southern everything's perfect act. She needs me, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bring back the spark. Are you asking me to do a three-way with them? Because... No, no, Well, no. actually, I'm, I'm in. Uh, 
I mean, we'll recreate the actual moment the sparks flew, and then the feelings will just come right back. Sense memory. Pavlov's dog. I only kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I foresee no problems with this plan. Okay, we need a bottle of Jaeger, trucker hat, and we'll need to track down the black eyed peas, bring them to Palm Springs, and have them play Don't Funk With My Heart. Or we play it on our phones. Even better. Good troubleshooting, Vera. Okay, now Anna can't know we're doing this, so we'll just get all the elements in place, bring her to Jay, and boom, sparks. Guys, everybody listen up. We're going to the liquor store. Anna, across the room getting a manicure, looks up. What? You silly, I'm in the middle of getting daisy decals. Uh, everyone has to listen to me, because I'm the bride, and hurry up before I have a fit. <laughs> We're interior of the sushi restaurant in the main area. Hank walks through the restaurant, approaching strangers at tables as Jay and Stan follow him. Hey, anybody party? I really need to party. I, I'll, I'll pay for a party. He gets in an old guy's face. Throw me a party. <laughs> Son, you're scaring me. I realize that I'm scaring myself. I have this weird teenager in a playground vibe, and I'm not loving it. But, but I have to give Jeff an incredible night. You heard his stories with Brandon. They did, like, crazy manly things together, and now they're best friends. This is how men, male friendships work. For me, it's mostly working out side by side, spotting each other. <laughs> look, uh, look, Holly grew up with this guy who's basically Teddy Roosevelt, and she's marrying me. What if one day she's, like, not okay with you? Look, but if you want to bond with your future father-in-law, just go back in there and be yourself. You're right. I can't force the guy to like me, and at least I'll have my dignity. A busboy, 30s with a beard, approaches Hank. Hey, still looking for a party? Yes, we're in. Where do we go? Where? Brixier <laughs> <laughs> in a house in Palm Springs. Hank leads the guy up the front step, a little confused and double-checking the address. So, uh, I could have taken you to a bar, but that felt a little too obvious to me. So, this is the real Palm Springs, gentlemen. The nerve center. My people tell me this is where it's all happening. The door opens to reveal a 14-year-old kid. Are you Domino's? Behind <laughs> <laughs> him, Hank sees some random teens milling around. It's a high school party. Hank's freaking out, but trying not to show it. I'll, I'll just be... just a moment. <laughs> We're interior Jordan's house in the foyer, continuous. Hank leaves the guys and finds the busboy, Jordan, who looks 32 at least. He's a full-on man. I'm so confused right now. How old are you? I'm 15. <laughs> and I really don't appreciate you marching into my house and making me feel self-conscious about what's been a real burden for me all my life. <laughs> you know, I was done with puberty at eight. <laughs> done. I've had a full beard since fourth grade. Do you have any idea what that's like? Everyone, everyone wanted to see my ball hair. <laughs> look, look. I, I have men standing outside, okay? Expecting a party. My future father-in-law, my fiance's ex-boyfriend. I, I need to show them a good time. I might have had an Adam with Apple when I was eight, but your fiance's ex is at your bachelor party. You lose. <laughs> low, low blow, Jordan. Low blow. <laughs> Hank turns to go. Just then, Jay appears. Dude, you might want to check out the backyard. 
We're exterior of Jordan's house in the backyard. Our guys stare. We reverse reveal Jordan's house opens up to bare desert that's been converted to a mini Burning Man. People half-dressed, some in costume, waving glow sticks. You want to judge my party now? Rancho Mirage High School, home of the Rattlers. This is how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the interior of a 7-Eleven. The ladies enter, still in their spa clothes, robes and slippers. All this time you were saying you didn't want to be a bride, but look at you, hijacking the group, bringing us to a liquor store. You're a natural. Well, Mama's Jones and Frieger, and you know that is, I got to have it. Uh, does anyone have any money? Uh-uh, you pulled me naked out of a whirlpool and dragged me to a liquor store. All I have is my locker key. <laughs> Side, note. Side note, I am loving these shower shoes. I've had the same pair at the camp for 30 years, which, by the way, have been lifesavers. Our showers are rife with athlete's foot. Cayuga! <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed with you. <laughs> All right, so we don't have money. That's fine. We're just gonna have to steal it. Honey, can I have a word? She pulls Holly to a private area in a nearby aisle. Now, I know you're the bride, so no one's allowed to criticize you, but I'm your mother, so that doesn't apply to me. What is going on with you? Mom, I have to get Jay and Anna back together. Their relationship is none of your business. Of course it's not. But you know how I get when I have to do something? I lose my mind a little bit. A beat, then Margaret sighs and comes around. Ah, uh, okay, then lose your mind a little bit. I'll do the rest. <laughs> Holly smiles, silently thanking her as she moves to a hostess display stand. How dare you be at a ho-ho's? She throws the stand over, <laughs> donuts flying everywhere. As the ladies rush out, the Jaeger tucks safely in Margaret's robe. <laughs> yes. We're exterior Jordan's backyard at the Desert Rave. Hank runs into Stan, who is almost completely covered in glowing necklaces and bracelets. Have you seen Jeff? There's no way he's having a good time. He was expecting a bachelor party, and I brought him to a psychedelic high school party. Hank, you know I love you. Uh, yes, Dad, just, just assume from here on out that I know <laughs> I love you. So I did you a favor. I gave Jeff a little something to loosen him up. <laughs> a little something? What, what little something? Please don't tell me you gave my father-in-law drugs. I wouldn't call it drugs. More of a relaxant. Like having a warm bath. But also a strong cup of coffee. Maybe one tiny tab of acid. Dad, where did you even get that? Mom and I found it in a baggie at one of the boys' bunks at camp. We were going to throw it away, but we decided to experiment. And boy, did it send us on a journey. The sex was... Nuclear. Just explosive. Dad, I, I have asked you not to talk about sex with mom. And, and, and what if something horrible happens to Jeff? He's not a drug guy. He's a Republican. Seems like he's doing okay. Angle on Jeff joyously weeping as he stands ankle deep in a kiddie pool alongside some rolling high school kids. You're all my best friends. Go, <laughs> oh, rattlers. <laughs> Exterior of the truck stop, the ladies emerge from Tina's van, surrounded by giant semis and 18-wheelers. And I just want to say that if any of you ladies wants to get weird with a trucker, I will take it to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, 
I love that you were embracing your role as a bride, but I planned this amazing Hey, I'm the bride here, okay? I decide where we're gonna get gas. Uh-oh, I'm feeling stressed. Get me a soda. <laughs> Anna rolls her eyes and goes inside the nearby mini-mart. Holly flags down a passing trucker. Excuse me, sir, but I wonder if I could borrow your hat? The trucker stares at her blankly. In exchange, she will flash you her boobs. <laughs> it's his hat. You can't just take it without giving him anything. <clears throat> if it uh, helps anybody, these two can put on quite a show. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. Holly's the one who wants the hat. It should be her boobs. <laughs> Off Holly's look. Well, it's only fair. <laughs> As Anna emerges from the mini-mart, Holly makes a quick decision. She flashes the, truck, the trucker lightning fast as she grabs the hat off the trucker's head and rushes to the car. Anna looks at her baffled. I'm being nice. He has a long drive ahead of him. We're exterior at the desert rave. Jay approaches Brandon, who's painting something unseen. The mural's looking good. We pull back to reveal that Brandon is working on a giant snake mural alongside some other partygoers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Brandon. <clears throat> it feels good to be part of something bigger than myself. <laughs> Nearby, Stan sits cross-legged in a circle with some kids. Drugs. <laughs> Puberty. Fights with our parents. It can be pretty confusing to be 15. Anyone want to talk about that? Do you have a lighter? I told you, no. <laughs> Angle on Jeff. <laughs> Angle on Jeff who's dancing with Hank and a group of people. He leans into Hank. This is the best night of my life. I'm so glad. Maybe you and I could get a drink. Hang out a little bit. Totally. Just stay right there. I'm going to chase that rabbit over there until he gets tired and surrenders himself to me. Then I'll put him in a cage and keep him safe for the rest of his days. But don't move. I'll be right back. <laughs> Jeff runs after a rabbit as Jay comes up. Going well with Holly's dad? It's definitely bizarre, but I think that we're having our breakthrough. A high school kid runs by. It's Jordan's mom! She's home and she's pissed! <laughs> Jordan's, Jordan's mom, imagine Edie Falco, storms across the backyards. Mike Kubel, I see you choose Suchan, and your mom's gonna get a call from me, and Joshua Patrick, I am surprised that you, you are on the student council! Man, that is one pissed off mom. Then off the sirens. And she called the cops, let's get out of here. We're exterior Jordan's house on the sidewalk. The gang finds Brandon and Stan, who've hailed a cab as everyone starts piling in. Hold on, where's Jeff? He's, Hank's heart sinks as he looks toward the dark desert backyard, which is swarming with, cow, with cops. Chasing a rabbit. <laughs> End of Act 2. Act 3, we're exterior the side of Jordan's house in the hedges moments later. The guys peer over the hedges, watching the police as they walk through the remnants of the party. They whisper. I say we leave him. He'll deal with it when he wakes up. Or an animal will kill him, and then we'll just... I don't know, I don't know. It's just, it's going to change the week for sure. <laughs> We can't leave him. There are cops everywhere, and he's got a baggie of drugs on him. A baggie that I would like to recover if possible. <laughs> Just then, Holly and the ladies appear. Holly? Stan, honey, you made this party sound a lot better in your text. Ladies, you should not be here. 
I don't know what law we're breaking, but I think that it's bad. <laughs> no one's going anywhere. She hands Jay the hat. Jay, if you could put this on. She puts the trucker hat on Jay's head. Damn! I look boss in these. <laughs> and Anna, take this Jaeger. She shoves the bottle at Anna. What the? What? And Tina, you're on music. Oh, uh, you don't happen to know the Wi-Fi here, do you? <laughs> okay, if we can't get the phone to work, we're just gonna have to sing, ladies. Acapella, don't fuck with my heart. <laughs> As the ladies start a terrible acapella version. Oh my god. <laughs> Is this what you've been up to all night, trying to recreate the moment Jay and I met? Such a bad plan. <laughs> Hank, you're marrying a big old dummy. <laughs> I love you, Holly. You're my best friend. Okay, the key, <laughs> the key is when Jay falls, so just... Holly. <laughs> Holly throws herself at Jay, trying to take out his legs. He falls to the ground as they clumsily wrestle on the ground. What the hell are you doing? You were in love once! Hank and Anna pull Holly off of Jay. Holly, Holly, look at me. It's over. For once, you just have to accept things the way they are. Jay stands up, brushing himself off. I'm gonna forgive you for assaulting me, because I'm guessing this isn't even about us. I think it's about you and your own fear of marriage. Do you guys want to give it up for that observation? I know. No, you did not nail it, because I don't get scared of things, and I'm certainly not scared of marrying Hank, who's my straight-up soulmate. Right, Hank? Absolutely. Which is why I hope you forgive me. I hope you'll forgive me for telling... Shit, balls! I just fudged that, didn't I? <laughs> uh, absolutely, which is why I hope you will forgive me when I tell you that your dad is in the desert, and he's very high. <laughs> what? Ah, he's probably on a conference call. <laughs> <laughs> With Cleveland. <laughs> oh, maybe if we're lucky, he got eaten by a coyote. They have those here, don't they? Do tell me they have them. <laughs> okay, the cops have gone inside, so we'll just we'll break up into groups and look for my dad. Hank, you and I will team up. Ah, a team for life! <laughs> Thank and Holly, everyone! <laughs> Damn it, Mom, stop, stop loving me so much. <laughs> We're exterior of the desert behind Jordan's house. The rave is over, the desert is scary, empty and pitch black. Our gang is fanned out, looking for Jeff in small groups. Hank and Holly walk using flashlights on their phones to see. You believe Jay accusing you of being scared to marry you? Because I'm not. Oh, you had a panic attack while you proposed to me. Yeah, seasonal allergies. There was crazy pollen in the air. It throws me way off my game. I don't think you're scared to marry me, but I do think you're scared of marriage. I mean, look at your parents. What? They have a very specific situation. No shared interests. My dad is constantly having to deal with Ohio. Holly? <laughs> I, uh, I love how intense you are. Your hard work. You were... I love how intense you are. You work hard, you play hard. I'm basically marrying a Van Halen song. But this marriage thing, it doesn't come with a guarantee. I do love guarantees. And I love receipts. <laughs> and you know what I really love are warranties. Well, if we learned anything from Anna and Jay, it's that there, are, there is no warranty. There's just me promising you that I'm gonna give you everything I've got every day. As Holly smiles at Hank, Jordan runs up breathless. Your dad, in the house, upstairs. My mom, in the house, with cops. 
Okay, okay, Jordan, calm, <laughs> calm down. Although he does have a baggie of drugs on him. Oh God, she's totally gonna take away my weed. <laughs> I'll go with you. No, no, no. No, I have to be the one to get him. We were on the brink of having the night, the night where we say I, we love each other with strong eye contact, contact and a handshake. It can still happen. I just have to find him. Get everybody in the car. I got this. Interior Jordan's house. Hank, terrified, edges his way through the house. The cops and Jordan's mom are in sight in the other room. He's nearly spotted when he slips up the stairs and into the master bedroom. Hank glances in to find Jeff sprawled on the bed. Hank tiptoes over, shakes him awake. He whispers, Jeff, come on, we have to go. He didn't catch the rabbit, but if I know him, we'll find each other again. <laughs> Hank helps Jeff walk, propping him with his arm. I know this night's gotten kind of crazy, but I hope you remember the first part when we were having a great time. Hank, I had a great night. Oh, thank God. But I'm never going to approve of this marriage. A moment as this lands on Hank, they stop walking. It's not you, you're a nice guy. Even if you quit your job to make dog helmets. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm leaving my daughter to you. And I keep trying to picture you taking care of her, but I can't. <laughs> Hank nods, a little devastated, and then he realizes something. <laughs> Jeff, you're right. I'm not going to take care of Holly, not in the way that you were imagining it, because she doesn't need that. She's the strongest person I know. And I get that you have a traditional marriage, but it's 2015. There are no rules. Which one of us will do the cooking? Which one of us will change the diapers? Which one of us will get obsessed with perfecting crumbles? No one knows. Except for the crumble thing, because that's me, because I'm closing in on the perfect peach crumble. <laughs> but everything else is a gray area. And sometimes, yes, I'm scared to go out on the field with no playbook, but most of the time, I am excited, because Holly and I are going to take care of each other, whatever that looks like. I hope you're good with that. And if you're not, that's okay. Either way, I'm marrying her. As Jeff stares stunned, Jordan's mom appears. Who the hell are you? <laughs> oh boy. Okay, come on, Jeff. We gotta go. Let's go. Up we go. He picks up Jeff like a baby and then hustles past Jordan's mom. You have a beautiful home. <laughs> Hank runs out carrying Jeff, passing the cops who are still in the living room. They see him and give chase. Go, go, go! We're at exterior Jordan's house on the sidewalk. Hank, still carrying Jeff, emerges from the house. The cops close behind. The gang waits for him in the van. Go, go, go! <laughs> Hank throws himself and Jeff inside as Tina peels out. We're interior Tina's van. On our gang, silent and delirious, as Tina's audiobook of the goldfish. <laughs> Anna looks at Jay, who's still wearing his trucker hat. She puts her head on his shoulder. Jay gives her a small smile. We're exterior of the Parker Palm Springs at the patio restaurant. People eat breakfast as our gang staggers in. Hank and Holly lag behind. Sorry I freaked out, but it, it felt weirdly good to admit to you that I was, that I was scared. You can always tell me stuff. We don't have secrets. Also, how awesome was it when I carried your dad out of the house? I looked ripped, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Hank and Holly holding hands join our gang who mill around as Jay tries to get everyone seated for breakfast. Everybody, fuel yourselves. <laughs> we meet on the golf course in one hour. The bachelor party rolls on. Jay, Jay, our friends are very tired. Please don't go rape. They need to stay motivated. 
Speaking of which, who wants mimosas? Tina, I saw that look you're in. Take a seat. Stand. Put your butt in the chair, buddy. <laughs> Holly heads to the table where Brandon pulls her aside. Holly, we haven't had a chance to talk, but thank you for letting me be here. I hope it's not weird. No, I get that you and my dad are best buds, and bizarre as it may be, and anyway, Hank knows there's nothing between us. Yeah, well, he's wrong. <laughs> I actually came here to get you back. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I know that you're not available, but Maroon 5 said the same thing. They changed their mind. <laughs> and I changed yours. Five days is a long time. <laughs> As Holly stares at him, we pan across to Hank, who approaches Jeff. Sir, I just I want to apologize for the way that we, I spoke to you earlier. And also for the rave and the drugs and... Uh... Hank, I'll be honest. I wasn't always sure how I felt about you, but after tonight, I think it's safe to say that I've come around. I have your back, Hank. Hank is happily stunned. He extends a hand and Jeff shakes it. And I have yours, Hank. Jeff. Matt. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Jeff smiles and walks off. We're in the lobby. Hank heads to the restroom. On his way, he passes the front desk where he sees a family, a woman in her 50s and two adult kids. The woman is fighting with the guy at the front desk. Well, if you won't tell me, I'll ask him. Excuse me, do you know Jeff Thompson? I do. He's about to be my father-in-law, actually. <laughs> well, that's rich. Can you t go tell him his other family is here? His wife and kids. We came all the way from Cleveland, and we're not leaving until we see him. Hank blinks at her, stunned. We're exterior at the patio restaurant moments later. Hank walks out to see our group eating breakfast. Hank, you okay? You look like you've seen a ghost. Hank walks past him to Holly, who's coming towards him. I have to tell you something. Yeah, me too. Just then, Jordan enters, carrying his Wii. He's been crying. <laughs> well, my mom ripped me a new one for having that party. <laughs> She'll miss me when I'm not around. Whose room am I staying in? <laughs> uh, Jordan sits down and starts helping himself to food. Hank and Holly continue staring at each other. End of episode. That's our show for this month. Uh, hey, we are now offering Jumbotrons. These are short, one-time-only shout-outs. Any message that you want to get out to our audience of TV writers and executives and comedy fans, you can order Jumbotron messages at MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We'd like to thank Matt, Mark, and Mal at Arts and Sciences for the space, Ben Cornelius for recording it, and Ethan Walter for cleaning it up. Thank you to Noah Findling, not Findling, Findling, for all of his help at the the editing and social media. Speaking of social media, you can follow us on Twitter at Dead Pilots Pod. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Pilot Society. Please subscribe. We're doing these every three weeks. We may start doing them twice a month. We've got a big backlog we want to get out there. So subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can do that on Maximum Fun or at iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a rating. Next time up, Roller World by Samantha McIntyre. Until next time, I'm Andrew Reich. Thanks for listening.